Yeah, man, it's it's been a while. Yeah, it's no. been a while. You got a clean face. I don't like it. I gotta I be just honest. Shaved today. I don't and like I, it. And I get a haircut Friday, which is about time. I've been so yeah. lazy. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna look like a completely different person Friday night. You need to just go find a good black barbershop. Get a dope fade. I, you know, I've had like that. They're, they're not before. gonna give you a Paul Wall haircut. I'm so. I just don't. The thing is. Why do why do y'all think that? Why? Because I don't know. I I think it's you know. Just... Let me tell you why. Because y'all don't fucking go to black barbershops, and you still think it's two thousand four, and it's not. Well, no, two thousand four. It's just you're not gonna like... get a you're not gonna get a black haircut. They'll give you a well, nice. I don't care swoosh. about a black haircut. I could care. Like, it's more about. It's got nothing to do with the way that they cut hair, and just the way that it's like. I just don't. One y'all's haircuts are more expensive. Because it's uh, fucking better. Yeah, I know that it's better, but it's like I like it's fine. I'm it's like, not, I'm fine. It's not fine. It's I'm it's dude, fine. I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you. You it's almost like when you're young and you go, Oh, I'm not gonna buy an expensive mattress. And then you get older and you're like, Oh shit, I should have been yeah. getting a mattress like this. I'm telling you, man, you yeah. get a great haircut, you will never go back to oh, a twelve dollar haircut. I don't pay twelve. Winston. If you think you're adorable well. now, if you think you're a cutie pie I just, now, I just don't like short haircuts. It doesn't have like, to be short. I feel like for to for for me to feel like I'm getting my money's worth on a haircut, I would need it to be short. That's my problem. I, I if I'm being honest. You know with what? You, I like that. I that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Because like I know for a while, like a lot of dudes, like black dudes, were getting like just a little a a, a, a temp fade, like on the yeah. low, very low on the size and very low on the back. And it's like, you know what? Why am I spending thirty dollars for this haircut to last three days? Yeah, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at. Is it's like I know I like it, but it's also like I'm not trying to get lined up every week. Like I'm not. I just it's that's extra time I got to set aside. I one I have to find a good barber up here. And it's man, like, next time you come to Charlottesville, you have to go see Ray. I'll Literally. let Ray cut my hair. Like, yeah, I'll Ooh. absolutely next time I'll can do I, it. Can I, I can I pick the haircut? <laughs> you know what? I how about how about this? I I got a great idea. Okay, here we when, go. Okay. All then, right. The next time you do that barbershop talk show, get Ray on it. I will come and uh uh I, I will pay him and I'll let you pick the haircut during the show. I'll let him <laughs> cut my hair during the show. Are you serious? Absolutely. I will let it as long as you're not purposely fucking up my no, hair. No, 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 no. Yep. And the thing uh, absolutely. is, absolutely, we'll do it as oh, a show. Okay. And yep. the thing is, Ray, they would never do that. Yeah. Because they're such professionals, they would yeah, never they would give never, you. Yeah, they would never let you fuck up their <laughs> reputation. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna get one of the dudes to put like the Africa continent in the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give you. Yeah, my man West Bellamy. I think. I mean, I think. A lot of people across America know who West Bellamy is, but uh, he was like the vice mayor or some shit of Charlottesville. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, when he was like some old ass, like super racist, uh, anti white tweets <laughs> popped up. They were like, awesome. "Oh, what about this? What about this?" Oh, I, mean, I remember that. I didn't yeah, know it was like anti white. It was a lot of like uh, like sexually related shit. <laughs> like what? Hotep stuff. Basically. Yeah, a lot of Hotep type stuff. But um, but what? Honestly, man, West is West is a cool dude. But he gets like this. Uh, he's a he's a professor. I want to say at like Virginia Union University, okay. and he gets like the big Africa like uh, continent. It looks pretty dope, but we got to yeah. get you. 
I'll do. I'll I'll let you pick it as long as it's not fucking up my hair, which they no, won't no, do. No, 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 no. But I would gladly do that as part of the show. I think that would be fun. Here we go. All right. It's a real Winston gets a feel. black cut. Yeah, right. we'll do it. Well, she's going to walk out of there getting some black pussy. What? <laughs> that is all you want. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you didn't tell me that came with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know I didn't assume it would be like a Paul Wall cut, but that is like the uh, stereotypical, I think. Dude, view. every white so guy bad, says dude. that. It's I don't so want to go. I don't want a Paul Wall hair. Paul Wall scared the shit out of white dudes for years. <laughs> It's not a good look, man. It's not a great look. It might have been cool then. It is not aged. Paul Wall's not aged well. It is so funny though. It that's that's hilarious, man. Yeah, that's the that's the that that the fear and like I know I'll like it. I know it'll be a good haircut. I know it'll just be like a very different style. And it's like I feel like it would just be like it it is me getting a nicer haircut, but it's also me being like because I like how I like being able to get a cut that I enjoy, and then, like, as it grows out, like, I like how my hair looks now, but it's at the point where it's too long, and I want to just fucking go back, and just, I like all the different ways that my hair, like, grows out, but I also feel like if I got a black haircut, um, it's just more upkeep, because I'm going to care about it more, and it's going to be me going more often. Oh yeah, like I get waves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of wavy right now. You got know, a big right? wave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, that would be. Oh my god. Oh, dude, dude. I, I've seen plenty of white dudes and do rags when I live in Ohio. Trust oh, me. I believe it, dude. It's so it's it's very funny. Oh, oh yeah. So, um, uh, welcome back, everybody. I know it's been a while, but we are back. This is Host Battle Podcast. I'm Chris Allen, and I'm here with my co-host. Winston Hodges. Yes. Uh, no excuses. We've been very busy. Our schedules have been uh, kind of fucked up. Uh, we're not rich. We don't have <laughs> access to a lot of stuff. So um, we got to get better at like actually like, hey, we need to block out this time, knock out yeah. multiple podcasts. That way we don't miss uh, talking to the nine people who listen to our podcast. Yeah. So we are back. Uh, Winston's going to get a black Ooh, haircut. He's going to get know, a haircut. What's up? You know what we should do? What's that? Is uh, I think something that would that would help us is we should make like a post, and like we should set a date when the podcast is coming back. If not today, set it for next Monday, and we use the time to do two or three over the next week, and it will also allow us to clip out the two or three so that I've got the reels ready to go. Because I think the only way we're gonna get the reels out is and shit out is if we're like three weeks ahead of time. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta. Well, you gotta do it. I, I mean, I can I can clip and send, but you might see think of something different. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think if we both do it, it, it it would be best. Yeah, we got to. So sorry, everybody, we missed you guys. We've been busy. he's been busy. I, he's been on the road. I was on the road a little bit. Um, oh yeah, you were on think, the road too. Uh, yeah, I was. I think um, before <laughs> we spoke, I mean, last time before the last episode, I was headed to uh, for you, Columbus. Columbus. I would say it's to uh, Columbus. Or did we talk about Columbus? I don't think so. I don't think we did. Um, so I was back in Columbus, Ohio with Mark Norman. Uh, that's probably one of our favorite clubs to do together. We we do very well there. It's is so much the best, fun. Is that the best funny bone? As of right now, I would say it is their flagship uh, club. But I spoke to people while I was there, like the general manager there. Yeah. He came to the one... Here in Richmond, well, I, I'm saying like I'm in Richmond. He came to the one here in Virginia, yeah. the Richmond Funny Bone, and the way he talks about it, and the 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 staff who's been there, they act like it is hands down. I mean, just 
way above all the other funny bones that are out right now. Richmond? It's got, yeah, it's got a barcade. It's got all that. Oh, yeah. Right I meant like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I knew with all that stuff. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm, I meant like, are those shows good? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but well, I was saying that to say I think a facelift might change that funny bone because I, I will be honest, I never liked the Richmond funny bone before that. I, I never, I was never really a fan. I mean, I've had some some good sets, but I definitely had some bad sets. But I, man, the energy—you're <laughs> the that, worst set I've ever seen you have. Oh yeah, and it was it was all my fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah we talked fault. about we've talked about that one before. That's where Chris had the uh, the military show. At the, at the that I wasn't bus. supposed to be on, that I begged to get on, and I just fucking ate my balls because I was being so cocky. I came out being a dickhead. We we we've told the story several times that I bombed, and listening to Winston laugh in the background, and then the guy was just like, "You did good, like yeah, like yeah." Oh, <laughs> thanks for having, thanks for being on my show, fuck face. I thought you did great. I was like, "Fuck you, man! Don't don't say that shit to me." Oh my god, yeah, I, it's weird. I have a love, uh, not even a hate relationship. I just have an interesting relationship with the funny bits where I started. That's the right. first place I got up. I've had some great sets there, but it's like uh, it's an it's it it was an urban club. I don't know what they're. I, I I was looking at the the bookings, and it looks like they're doing much more diverse headliner bookings. Well, uh, to be honest, man, most funny bones are uh, fairly urban. Yeah, and and if you talk to most managers at, at Funny Bones, they will tell you. The black people support black uh, comics when they come in town. They do. They buy tickets. They come they out. They tickets. buy drinks. It's yeah. like an event. But I will say, and it's a weird to say, as a white comic, it is difficult to work those rooms and build relationships with the black headliners. Like, yeah. uh, I, well, I, welcome to our. Uh, welcome, I get welcome it. Welcome to our world. Yeah, I get it. But I'm saying that's my love hate with it. Is I love doing it. I got to work with a lot of great black headliners. But it's the type of thing where it's like, I'm not like an like urban style white comic i just do what i do on right. stage and so it's the type of thing where like it, it's the building the relationships and having people taking you on the road was never a thing that ever really happened to me while i was working out of that club because it was just never even though the shows were great and they were fun and nice to me it, it was just never a fit i think show wise because they're always looking for people that fit with what they're trying to do yeah i mean and, and you're also you are also a very young comic man yeah so, i mean we we do have those illusions of grandeur. Is it grandeur or grandeur? Yeah, grandeur. Yeah, illusion grandeur? of grandeur. Grandeur. Is it grandeur or grandeur? Grandeur. So I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's it's spelled G R A N D E U R. So Grand grandeur. Oh, grandeur. Yeah, grandeur. Yeah, that and yeah, works, you, yeah. Worse every time we say. It. <laughs> Fuck that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're that young, you think like, oh, that somebody's gonna snatch me up, and that's. Rarely ever the case, if yeah. you know, if ever the case, especially when you when you're super new as the MC, it's just like they're not fucking watching. Oh you. yeah, no, no. I'm yeah. in, I'm in more along the lines of like when I've worked other clubs, I felt like it was easier to get like the features number, you know what I mean, or to like uh, where they would want to talk and stuff like that. I just never felt like I was a, oh, a, a, I a solid you. a solid fit type of thing. Um, yeah, as opposed to some of the other clubs that I've that I've worked, but it also might just be I was so I was way more in my head back then, so it didn't allow my. I'm just I'm way more chill and relaxed about it now. Yeah, yeah, I but I love that club. I, 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 mean, I, I, yeah, I to be honest, and no, no one who works there would ever hear this. Like none of none of the people who work there really seemed like they wanted to be there. It was you can tell it was definitely like another job. Yeah. 
You know, like like most, and that's the thing, people. Like most people who work at comedy clubs, it's just a, it's another job. It's a, it's a second job. They have other careers and stuff. And some people have done it for years because they actually really enjoy being in that environment and stuff. But um, yeah, like mo, I would say most clubs, um, the manager, a, a a good portion of the staff, they don't mind like hanging out and drinking after the yeah. show. But at the Richmond Funny Bone, man, like when it was time for like the shut the kitchen down, like the, the it home. was time to go. Like last call would, would happen pretty early. There was no getting drinks afterwards. Yeah. Comics weren't hanging out in the green room until one o'clock in the morning. They were like, we're done. We're getting the fuck out of here. The show is over. And um, I just was not used to that, that, that type of um, staff at a club. And I'm yeah. not, and no one was ever mean to me. No one was ever rude. No, It was just like, we were here to do a comedy show and that's it. I will say, yeah, because I because I like a lot of the people uh, that that work there. But I will say, I think the general vibe of even when I was on those shows, it felt like everybody but the headliner was like, let's do this show and get the fuck out of here. Right. Like the host feature guest spots. It was like it was a, it was weird how often I felt like people dreaded being there. Like it was, it was weird. It was just this weird thing overhanging. Like even when the shows were great, it's just people being like, "I want to get the fuck out of here." Yeah, man. And I usually like love going to the club and hanging out and stuff. But I mean, I mean, that club was here for years while I was, you know, living here in Virginia, yeah. and I, it was never really like, "Oh, I should go to the funny." Even funny bone and hang out, even though it's like an hour and twenty yeah. minutes away. I mean, if it was fun, I would go. Hey, I'm gonna go hang out there. But honestly. It's just it less... was never really welcoming to be yeah, honest. And, man. and there wasn't a ton of uh, a ton of local comics never really hung out. Right. So it wasn't like at the other clubs where no matter when it was, there'd be five to six local comics just chilling. And right. You it, never it, got it, that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that was um I can't blame I think, the local scene. I can't blame No, I it's I think it's a mix of the, the Richmond has a uh, had a pretty solid um, like urban scene, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, but it's like thirty minutes outside of the city where the Funny Bone is, um, and because it was an urban club, uh, I think a lot of the comics that weren't in that style didn't really come out and hang out because it's like Richmond was more alternative, and it's the type of thing where it's like. It's not like I I don't think those comics disrespected urban comics, but I think it's the type of thing where they're just like, why am I going to hang out on a show where if I get pulled up, I'm going to bomb? <laughs> yeah, just seeing like uh, just some of those like if, if somebody was there, I, I don't even want to say a name, but like yeah, but a really funny urban, if, uh, really if, funny. Yeah, Bruce Bruce was in town. It's like are they really yeah. going to bring um, fucking Kate Carroll on stage? Yeah, probably, probably not. Or Ken, or somebody yeah. else that uh, yeah I don't people yeah I don't fucking know. Yeah, no funny funny comics, but just people that just aren't that style, and it's like. And when you're and it's like in Richmond had a such a lively like uh, comedy scene during the week and the weekend, it was like you could get the comic hangs at local shows. There right. was it wasn't like this the funny bone was just this beacon and the only place to hang out. There was a lot of other good shows to hang out. But I, I I've heard the same thing. I've heard that since it's come back, it's killer. Like it looks great. My buddy yeah, Andrew gotta, Rudick was just there. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get there, man. But uh I gotta get there, man. Yeah, me I haven't and seen you it yet. Both gotta get there. Um, but so, but yeah, you, we were in um Columbus. Always a fun time in Columbus, man. We uh, we always sell so much merch there. I uh, yep. sold out of merch. It was like almost three grand in merch, man. It was just like killer set after killer set. Um, 
Norman had a uh, a dude come out and film us. That was fun. That's pretty cool. And, does uh, he get local people to do that, or does he bring someone with him? Lo- a local guy. Yeah, this dude named Adam. This dude named Adam came out, and I think he was uh, my buddy Henry Allen's friend. And uh, Adam, he makes sketch. He's Adam's not a comic, but he makes sketches and all that kind of stuff. And he does pretty well for himself on Instagram. I think he has like one hundred and seventy five thousand uh, followers. I was going to mention to you if because uh, y'all are working together in D.C., right? Right. When, when you do that, if he wants someone to film for him, um, uh, Jack Schwartz did that for Theo Vaughn in Richmond and did a really good job. And I think he would be down to do it if y'all needed somebody. Because I meant to I meant to tell you that it's whatever you guys want to do. That's the kind but, of live kid. Yep. Jack's, okay. Jack's Jack's a good guy. He like the, he went down and filmed with uh for Theo at Where at? The, at the Dominion Energy Center. So uh, like he, oh, so wow, okay. so like so so he's like used to being he's cool. He can be around the big name things and it's not weird. And he and he's got a nice camera and he does a very good job. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I've seen that big ass fucking camera he has. Yeah, I can yeah. um. In case he needs someone, I just yeah. I, I would forget if I didn't say it right now. Is all. No, I've I've been meaning to ask him, but uh, he's been. Uh, I haven't talked to Mark in a few days, so. But uh, your dude oh. Henry Allen, uh, it's Henry Allen's friend. Was the was the camera guy? Yeah, a dude named Adam. Yeah, it was uh, just a cool white dude. But he was just like really like kind of like um, just a free spirit dude, like Hawaiian shirts, a little bandana. Okay. Like always sitting on the floor eating and shit. He had a super hot girlfriend that kind of looked like um. Ah, what's her name, man? The actress. Um, ah, I can't think of her name. I lost it. Oh, what was she in? I I don't even know. <laughs> she has a Hispanic name. I can't think of her name. I don't know. Ooh, Hispanic. Was, Zoe Saldana. No. Think of think older. Think of like uh, maybe like 2010. Ooh. Okay. Okay. We'll think here. 2010. Hispanic name is it a Hispanic name with a Hispanic person? Yeah, she's kind of she's I don't know if she's Puerto Rican or Mexican or what. Um, so not Rosie Perez, not not Ro- not that old, no. not like uh, Salma Hayek, not Salma Hayek. Just think a younger, a little bit younger. All right, who's a little younger Hispanic? Ooh, uh, actress. I'm trying to look it up. Let's see. Hispanic. Jessica Alba. There it is. Oh, Jessica Alba. Kind of okay. like Jessica Alba. Ooh, very pretty. Yeah, she's very, very pretty. So, like, uh, that was just kind of like, he was already, like, uh, just very cool and chill. Like, man, this dude's got all this camera equipment. He's a good-looking dude. And then they fucking his girlfriend shows up looking like fucking Jessica Alba. She brought, like, this little vegan dinner for him. I'm like, this guy is just sitting Unreal. with his legs crossed. I, I know, dude. Just just living the you life. your little vegan dinner for you. Yeah. It had all these little, like, little containers of, like, different vegetables and shit. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Can you get any... Can your life get any better? <laughs> you just get to work with, yeah. You get to film shit all day. You got a hot girlfriend. You've oh fucking, my god, you getting food you got abs. To you. Yeah, your food brought to you. Yeah, yeah, your, your food your brought v- to you. How how much cooler can you be, Adam? But um, <clears throat> we had a good time, and um, so I want to I want to say was it the last night? I think it was Saturday. Yeah, might have been Saturday. Um. I finished my set. My boy Nate Washington is emceeing. I hadn't seen him in a while, so that was fun catching up with him. And like, he's a big weed head, big pothead. Yeah. He like grows his own shit, so he brought some stuff that he grew that he grew himself. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. So after my set, we're like, "Fuck it, man." And I will say this: this is one thing I really love about comedy clubs. There's always some like weird back way to like get in the club, or some weird yeah. nook outside to like smoke. Where all the like everybody in the in the, uh, in that building would go smoke near these like t- 
trash compactors. But I don't know, man. I just love that, like, behind-the-scenes shit when it comes to comedy clubs. Like, these secret back ways, these yeah. secret nooks to smoke and hang out. So we're back there smoking, man. I got pretty fucking high, right? And I go back into the green, into the showroom, and Norman's up on stage. He's about to close out, and um, he starts doing a little Q&A section, which he's been doing lately. And then uh, he goes, are there any questions? And somebody goes, bumping mics. Y'all should do bumping mics. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, that, that would be cool. And I didn't think he would want to do it. But, dude, I'm high as shit. And everybody's like, yeah, go back on stage. Go back go back up on stage. So I get back up there. Dude, the lights are so fucking bright. My mind is going like a thousand miles a minute because I'm so high. And uh, we ended up staying on stage together for about 25 minutes. Oh, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but it got weird for a second. I think he actually posted that clip, but it did well on social media. Yeah. Uh, but it, it got kind of it got kind of weird because I, I was high and I just I just kind of took something in defensively and I was just like, what am I doing? I gotta I'm on stage, man. You gotta relax. What was it? What did you take defense? Was it the slavery thing? Uh no, oh that's the that, clip I saw. Okay, so the thing is I was not mad at the ashy thing. That was me joking around because yeah, Norman has this really dark joke. About he says Ashy, it has something to do with black people, Jewish people, and the Holocaust and Ashy. So it, it just did not. I will admit it did not do well. It's just one of those jokes. It's really for comics, but he's giving it a shot. Yeah. And uh, so I brought it back up because I knew that it would kind of like uh, it would get a laugh if I brought it up because yeah, it didn't do well. Yeah. But it is it is a funny joke. And um, but he said some other shit, and um, I just I took it the wrong way for a split second. And uh, it was just funny going through the comments where people were like, oh, look at this guy. He can't hang with Norman. Norman's telling him how it is. I'm, I want to so be like, funny. bitch, I'm fucking high as shit. <laughs> what do you mean? I can hang with fucking anybody. Yeah, that's also really I don't like funny. this guy. This yeah. guy sucks. This guy sucks. And I love Norman, but it's just like, I got to be honest. That nigga ain't teaching me shit when it comes to crowd work. Get out of here. <laughs> that's my dude. But when it comes to being quick on your feet, it's me, buddy. You hear that, Mark? It's me, not you. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Yeah, I saw the, the like the ashy thing, and uh, I think that's so funny. I had uh, so is that like a is that a thing that black people don't like white people to say in general? The I, word ashy. No, I was making fun of him because the joke didn't do. No, no, well. no. I know, oh. but I'm asking in general because it's like you use that in a way and got like a pop because I did like uh, a, a headline at Urban Show and I used the term ashy and some black lady goes, oh, you think we're all ashy? And I was like, that's not what I said at all. <laughs> I think a lot of I said people... white people don't get ashy. We get dry skin. You just can't see it. Like that's right. why like and that's what and they're like, oh, OK, but it was just weird to the visceral reaction of like, man, I can't even say ashy anymore. It's like, Be the... here it is. You know what it is? I I'll tell you what it is about ashy and white people <laughs> because it's already like when you arguing with a black person and they're like, man, shut your ashy ass up. It's already like, damn, this motherfucker ashy. But to have a white person who you know who is probably clearly ashy as fuck, but you can't tell. You can't see it, dude. But then they be like, oh, you're ashy. It's just like, easy, buddy. No, I had yeah. that because I did a Q&A at a black show recently. It, it stings, man, to have a white person call you ashy because you know there's a 95% chance that they don't even own lotion. <laughs> Dude, I, I'll tell you what, man. I did. The, I just asked because I was like, I did this, uh, this uh, urban show that was like, it was, it was work. It's a black show. It was, it was, it was work for thirty minutes. Uh, but I closed it out and I did it. But I asked because I did like, uh, I just was like tired of it, and I was just like, what? I, I just started asking what stereotypes they have about white people or like what issues they have with white people, 
And uh, some lady goes, why do y'all, <laughs> this is after the ashy thing. She goes, why do y'all wash y'all's hair every day? That's what she said. And I said, because we didn't buy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't buy it? Yeah, dude. And the, uh, <laughs> I, bet and the, I bet you that got a big, Dude, big it box. destroyed. It destroyed. Did lady, you have lady, a video of that? Yeah. Uh, no, I did not oh, have a video of that, dude. God. It was. I, there was one lady that hated me at that show the entire time. This giant fat black lady did not smile the end to the point where at the end I said, I know one of you guys did not enjoy the show and I'm sorry, but I'm not for everybody. And everyone's like, who didn't like me? And they all turned around and saw this woman just, just sitting arms crossed, just not smiling. I tried crowd work with her. She just, it's the first time I've been on stage and I've been like, Oh, this person just does not like white people. Where it's like that is they just a, don't want to fuck with you, man. Yeah, I, I've been there where that person is. They're just like I'm not. I don't like you. Yep. All it right. was Black History Month. It was like the last day. Moo had me headline. Him and J Ron had gone up, and they had both done uh, well. But it was a room where material was not going to work. Everybody did crowd. It was like an hour and twenty minute crowd work show, and it was great. But it was like from she had been enjoying the show until I got on stage, and literally the moment I touched the microphone, she checked out. And it was, it, it's, but it's the only time I've been on stage where I was like, this is, man, like this person does not like they me because I'm like white. Me. It's because I'm white. It's purely, it's the only time I've ever had that. Cause usually I've had people be like, look at me like that. But after two or three minutes, and they can tell, you know what I mean? The two or they three minutes. They gave you a chance. They go, oh, yeah. this dude's funny. Okay. Yeah. And they yeah. get it. But this lady was like, nah, dude. But that, yeah, that, I was just curious about the ashy thing. Cause it was so funny. Cause uh, when I said something, I was like, yeah, white people don't really moisturize or whatever. I said, but, it's like we we get dry skin we just don't get ashy and that's like and it was just so funny their reactions like you say we're all get ashy it's like no i'm saying that you just can't we're way drier skin than uh than black people it's just we you just can't see it like you have to get so close to because the ash is the color of our skin dude i I don't know how y'all just walk around not putting lotion on man it's very odd it's i I know for me it took me a long time to like it because i always felt greasy like it but made you me feel dry when you get out the shower. But I think it's just like I that's all I had known. So I didn't realize that that's you not you're not supposed to feel that way. Like it was just normal. Face. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm telling you, it's crazy. So it's like it's once I started moisturizing, weird. I love it. Like it's it's great. But at first it would be like I would try putting it on and like I would try like cocoa butter or like Aveeno and like all this stuff, and it would just would like my skin just felt slick as it's called uh, moist. Yeah. Dude, it, it dude, it felt it was I don't like, like lubriderm. Luberderm is very slippery. I hate that shit. Yeah, I like uh I like Aveeno and then um I use working hands for my hands and stuff and then I like um if all else fails I always have like a bottle of cocoa butter in my car in case I'm go. like really dry. Yeah. I love how that shit smells, man. It smells like cookies. It does. <laughs> it's great. So um pumping mics went well. That was fun. Um and then uh Sunday we typically with Norman we usually do Thursday through Sunday. But something was going on, and he ended up doing the Sunday night show. We did Friday through Sunday. Oh, that's cool. So um, um, a couple of weeks before I was uh, supposed to be in Columbus, I had a local comic, uh, this this woman, Halima, hit me up and asked me if I wanted to do a show after our show on Sunday. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck yeah, I'm going to do this, man. I'm going to do this show. And I got to be honest, it's one of those things like you agree to do it, and then as you get close, you go, fuck, why did I agree to do this? It's like, I don't want it to go up again on a, on a, on another show. You know, I got to get in the car and go somewhere. But I was like, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm just going to enjoy myself. 
And um, it's at this um, Mexican restaurant. It's in the basement. And we get there. And I'm like, man, I don't know how the fuck this show is going to turn out. Like, uh, the microphone was cutting in and out. It was just in the basement. And, dude, I'll tell you what, man. Over time, people showed up. It was it was a nice packed out show of, of audience members. Some of the uh, wait staff, they actually came to the show because they were like, oh, we would hear you get some big laughs during during your set at the club but we could never really sit and watch oh, that's so cool. we wanted to come out and, and actually watch you so there were like six or seven people from the uh from the funny bone staff that came that's wild and, and watched the show and um it was it was me and i would say about four or five other local columbus comics okay. uh, henry allen did a spot on the show this dude um jaron did a shot, spot on the show halima did a spot on the show uh chris toyloy and um oh man Is I that can't, a late night show it was, uh, I want to say the show started at 9.30. Okay, so you were probably done at the Funny Bone by 9. Yeah, so the, it, we did a 7 o'clock show Sunday. And luckily, I didn't have many shirts left, so I sold a couple shirts. And then we were out of there by like uh, about 8.45. That's not bad. Got no, your, it wasn't got your bad. Check, got your check and shit. And... Got the check. And I did all that stuff while he was on stage. And okay. um, I'm trying to find... Um, the message from her uh chris toyloy uh where is she at man i'm trying to, i'm trying to not forget one more comment because she was yeah. very very so yeah, i'll talk i'll talk for a minute while you look it up yeah, yeah. I, I remember you telling me that like you were doing it and i couldn't figure out how the timing was going to work because you're like oh you're doing this but like because i assumed it was one of those nights where norman's just doing a thursday through saturday right because uh, i know a lot of the bigger name headliners have been um dropping sunday altogether because i know a lot of the clubs have been do using it for you know the feature headlines uh, or they do some local showcase or some shit like that on sundays because sandman comedy club in richmond there is no sunday shows it's just oh like, wow they they gangster their their uh, sunday shows just as a whole yeah they, they're literally just doing the open mic on sundays now they're not like they're not letting headliners book a sunday like Damn, they, really? they have, yeah so it's like I think Muriel came and did Thursday through Saturday, and they possibly could have talked to him about. Can he sold out five shows? So it's like he probably could have sold out or sold really well on a Sunday, uh, like an early show. And they, I, I think they decided against it or didn't even try to work that out in the contracts. So I think I think a lot of people are just moving away from that. Damn! Wow. Which I, which I, hmm. which I mean, I get it. You use Sunday as your travel day, and now you get to start your week. Yeah, and do a local show. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a bad idea. I like yeah. that. Her name was uh, Shayna Rabani. That was her name. So Shayna, okay. uh, Jaron, uh, Chris Toyloy, Halima. Um, there were some other guys too there, but uh, some other comics there too. But uh, man, it was it was it was one of those nights where like it was it was just so much fun, man. It was it it, and That's it the took, best, man. And it and it took me back to my early days of comedy. You know, we're in this Mexican restaurant in the basement. Um, the, the comics there are, I want to say they're all between like three and five years in some okay. even, but no one, no one over five. Okay. No one over five. I would say maybe five was pushing it and everybody else is like three years under and, and under, but, um, man, it was, um, that night it, it all came full circle. Like set wise, I had so much fun because I was just doing whatever I wanted to do on stage. Yeah. I was saying whatever I wanted to say. You know, there were times I sat on the stool, I stood up, I was asking questions. I mean, it was just, it was all over the place, but it was so much fun, man. Yeah, headlining's the best. It was, yeah, I, I felt no pressure. 
And uh, people just and, and I felt like people actually enjoyed what I had to say and they were listening. Yeah. And uh, I had so much fun, man. It was one of the best shows I've had in a long time. Honestly, man, like if I could do shows with that, with that type of feeling forever, like that's what I would want. Yeah. I don't even I don't even need to have big ass rooms. If I could do rooms like that every night with like make a living people there, dude, that would be that would be the fucking best. Yeah, it would be so fun, man. Yeah. Uh, Cause like yeah, cause I, f- I I felt the the same way. It would be cool to have a following, and and it's a type of following where like people are surprised you're doing a room that small. You right. know what I mean? Because I yeah. think it just makes it you could charge a little bit more for tickets. Or I I would rather do like if the options are oh you can do five shows this week and make five grand but it's like in these bigger clubs or you can do 10 shows in a week and make five grands and they're all 50, 40 to 50 seaters, tight rooms, completely sold out every time. I would gladly do 10 hours compared to five. That would be, that sounds like uh Edinburgh kind of yeah. like, you know, if it was packed. And so I think it would be fun. I think it would be exhausting, but man, I think it would be fun as fuck, dude. Wednesday through Sunday doing two shows a night. Ooh, 50 people. It, like if yeah, you had that it, type it, of draw, it'd be killer. It It was a lot of fun, man. And um, I did I did very well. It started off a little slow, but I you know these guys are a little bit younger, uh, comedy wise, and like their friends and stuff have seen them over yeah. and over again. So uh, a couple people struggled a little bit, but like um, I went up, man. I had I had one of the best sets of my life. And afterwards, it was just like they were like, oh my god, we were we were worried that the crowd sucked, and they were like, when we when you got on stage, we realized it was just us that we suck and we were good. And <laughs> it was one of those nights where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I am going to just soak in. Yeah, enjoy all it. the love. Just enjoy you got it. To. And just, and don't yeah, just because you enjoy it and take it in, that doesn't mean it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's I mean? that is like been the perfect balance because there are some times where if you don't let yourself kind of accept the love that other people are giving you, you're never gonna like love yourself. Right. Like that's how I feel. And it's like I but if you can like be honest with yourself, like I, I think if you're going to beat yourself up so bad every time you don't absolutely destroy, you should be able to when you absolutely destroy, enjoy that. I think that that's the fair trade off that I've been able to work out in my mind when I don't crush. I let myself feel shitty and I let myself feel bad and I move on. But if I absolutely have a hot set and people are telling me i i think it's okay to just take a second and soak it in and just kind of enjoy yourself yeah and i i did that that night man i was like you know fuck this man i'm just gonna enjoy it man and uh it felt great you know my my cousin and his girlfriend came out my aunt who i hadn't seen in a long time she she actually came to the the funny bone show and she saw me there but my cousin and his girlfriend they came to the funny bone and they came to the mexican restaurant show so that was cool for them to see me like at a, on a real show, at, yeah. At a club show, yeah. A real show, a, yeah. I don't like, you know. What I mean? No, I know what you're saying. Where it, it is a, a pro show. That's the thing. Is it is yeah, a professional show versus a bar show. And yeah. you can have great bar shows, but there is just people who aren't in comedy. It's really hard for them to understand that one of like it's it's not bad to do bar shows. You know what I mean? Like it just right. feels more professional because it feels like a workplace. Like it feels right. like it's the office, not a hobby type of thing. 
Yeah, and that's why I like whatever and that's another reason why with bar shows, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't matter. But then when you really think about it, the the funny bone shows or the club shows, they don't really matter either. None of it matters. You know? it, nothing, it, it, you're right. Really it, it, none of it really matters. Yeah. You know. Literally the only ones that matter, I think, like it's so weird. The only shows that matter are like auditions for things. That 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 is it. <laughs> that's yeah, it. Man. Anything that could possibly get you more work are the only sets that matter. Everything else is to just get you better. To get you better. So, I mean, I had a hot set, got off stage, man. It just felt good. Uh, we smoked some joints after that. It was it was just, it was a lot of fun, man. And uh dude, this this was fun. And I'm going to put him out there. This dude, Chris Toyloy, man. I can tell, like, he he wanted to kill in front of me so bad. And he revealed that to me later, like, after the show. And I was just like, but why? He was just like, dude, but you're doing this and that. And, I, and this is something else I have to face, too, Winston. You have to accept the fact of where you are yeah. and how people perceive you. Yeah. It, no matter how you like it, if you want to deny it, it is what it is. And like it was a moment where I had to just go, you know what? I understand how it looks to all these yep. comics, what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm on the road with Mark Norman. He's one of the biggest comics in, in, in America right now. He's really blowing up. And I'm doing exactly what every comic in that room wants to do. And I, I, I can admit that because I was that guy. You know, yep. I remember living in, in Dayton, Ohio, and trying to get the feature to come to a local show. Yep. And, when they, and then when they would, it would blow our minds. Yep. And that's what I meant when I said it came full circle. Because here I am, nine years later, back in the state where I really began my, my journey as a comic, yeah. especially in the clubs, in Columbus, Doing the local show and having all these local comics like, oh my god, you were so good. Yeah, did you I, like? I look up to you. I'm doing, and it's just like it was hard to believe, but it was just like you know what, Chris, just fucking accept yeah. what it is. And another reason why I do that too is because I, because I I relay quite a few messages to to Norman, especially because I'm I'm closer to the ground than he is. Yeah. So I get to hear a lot of young comics say this say things about him yeah. that he would never hear. And I do bring that to him. I go, hey, man, a lot of young guys are looking up to you. They do this. And he says, oh, get out of here. No one's paying attention to me. And I go, dude, people are fucking watching everything you do. Yep. You know? And that's something that he has to accept. And I I have to accept the role that I'm in. Yep. No matter how small it may be, it's just like, hey, I'm still in a role where there are comics who would kill to be in my position. There's you literally know? like it's and not the end all be all, but, but that's at every step. So there's that that's at every step of the journey, I think. Step, right. There are people there will always be people doing or at a point where they're doing less than you who right. where you're the next step for them. So it doesn't matter. So it's like when you started out and you became like the first open micer that's just doing you know, if you're one of the open micers that's doing well at all the mics, a new comic's gonna be like, Man, I wanna do well on these shows. And then you start to get the guest spots and the hosting things, and then the open micers that are like ready to do that type of club work are like, Oh, he's doing club work. Then the off night feature stuff comes up. And then it comes to closing right. out the uh the local shows and featuring on the local shows and running shows. Like there's all these things that other it's just understanding that like you can still feel like you have a lot of work to do and also still understand that like you're getting to do things. And I think it makes you appreciate those things more when you realize you're getting to do things that other people would really like to do. Right. And that's the thing. When you when you when you get there, it's just like, ah, oh, it's just work, you know, it's it's cool. But it's just like you're so focused on other things that you don't really enjoy it. Because I mean, there's been nights where, like, when when Norman started really headlining like a rooms, 
and they were papered and they weren't they weren't full. They yep. weren't his fans. Dude, we would go back to the hotel room and he would just go, fuck, man. I, I just want like I want to do what Mulaney's doing. I want to do what this yeah. guy is doing. He goes, I'm, I'm glad to be headlining. But he goes, there's nobody in the seats, man. This is all papered. There's like 15 people that came to see me. And like here I am as a feature thinking like he's made it, man. He's headlining. <laughs> I know. Right? He's just like, no, I'm not. I'm fucking I, I want to go up higher. I'm not I'm not done. Yeah. And, and the same thing with the feature. And like you remember being like a super new comic. And I know I remember for years thinking like featuring was the shit. Like I can't yeah. wait to feature. I remember the features seeming way cooler than the headline. Dude, I remember I remember every feature I've ever worked with. Dude, okay, let me ask you this. Why does the feature seem cooler than the headliner? Does it does that at the time? Does a headliner just does it just seem so unachievable? I think it seems unachievable. Like it, and I think the thing is, is like in the club system, the feature is an off night headliner, so they so you so you know that they have the time, right? And there's also just that thing of like a feature, you have to be so fuck, I'm blanking on what the word is. You have to be so able to work any type of room because you don't know what type of headliner you're going to be working with. So I remember right. being very impressed by like uh like an like an urban or a black head uh feature working with a white headliner and vice versa like a like regular white dude who's who was middling for like Bruce Bruce or Chris Spencer or like you know what I mean just being like oh man this dude can do whatever. Uh it, it, and it was just also cool cuz also like I don't know they just were always cool like i i haven't worked with any features that i thought were dicks like every feature i've worked with has seemed pretty cool and have been willing to talk to me as a host because they're just so close and it just feels achievable and just like i don't know man it just kind of seemed cool because that because feature seems like the first spot in comedy where you can make it your full-time job like right. it feels like entry level full time job is the is the middle. You act. know what? You're right. You're so right. It's just like I want that because that's that guy doesn't have a job anymore. Yep, he is entry level. You're that that yes. is the entry level guy at Google. He's yeah. he's working. He's uh, it's like you can say whatever you want about fucking. He's handing. Uh, he's he's working in the mail room, but it doesn't matter because he has a he's paycheck that's signed by Google. That dude is a Google. That's what it is. It's yeah. the first. Yes, you're so right about that. It's the first job. That's the first level where you go. This guy does this for a living. Yep, that's what he does. Because when you're middling, you can you got it, and you got pretty good merch. Through you, you can make ends meet. You can find a way yeah. to headline shitty that? clubs. You can yep. make a meet. That's yep. it. That's it, baby. You can. That's yeah. That's where I'm at. Is making ends they meet. They barely dude. meet, but they they meet a little oh, bit. Dude, yeah. They meet some months. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. That's that's what it is. But I, I just like I remember thinking like the features were so cool, man. Just looking at the feature act like, man, I want to be that guy so bad. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, the you just know as a guy who's in comedy for what five, six years, yeah, you're not gonna be headlining anytime soon. Yeah. So don't even fucking think about that spot. Yeah. That feature spot, that's the spot you can you reach go. that, man. I know because you go, all I need is 25 minutes. Yeah, that's all I need. That's at 20. That's all I need. 25. That's all you need is 20. You just need to be able to be up there for 20. Plus, they always had good stories, man. Yeah, and they seem you know what I also I'll say this. This is what I liked about the features. They seem so like um 
just nonchalant about the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Especially if it was like a like like when I met Joe List and I'm like, holy shit, he's opening for Tommy Jonigan. Tommy Jonigan is, is this, you know, he's a great yeah. comic. He's kind of like, oh yeah, I know Tommy. And it's just like, damn, he just knows him by his first name basis. Yeah. They text back and forth. I mean, it was just a, a just a cool fucking I don't know, man. It just seems so cool, man. It's dude, it's it's the fucking shit, dude. So, and I feel like I'm making this episode about me, but it was just cool being in that position, man. And like just hearing him wanting to impress me. And I, I had to tell him like, look, man, I was just like, I get it. I was like, but at the same time, there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. Like, what can I do? I, I was just like, I, I'm not in a position to, to bring anybody anywhere. I was like, I'm still working with Mark. I was just like, that is very funny. It's flattering. I understand, but just know, I was like, don't ever try to play for one person. Yeah. I was like, it's not going to work. I was like, you have to do <laughs> what you got to play for the room. I yes. was like, just play to the audience. Dear God, yes. And I, I told him that story when I was uh, in D.C. This is only a few years ago. When I'm at, up at Big Hunt and I look over, dude, and fucking Michael Che and Michelle Wolf are there. Damn. And, and, I, and I'm doing that dumb shit. You know, sometimes you get in those positions where all of a sudden you just become baby comic again. Yeah. And it's oh, like, I know. oh, I'm gonna imp- yeah, I'm gonna impress Michael Che and Michelle Wolf. And I had one of the most mediocre run of the mill sets. You're you are impressing nobody. Impressing no one. Yep. It's you're not. Not that level of comic. You're not the, the way it works right now is is you need to impress the people that are barely better than you. Yeah. That is that that is what you're trying to yeah. do. Yeah. You're Impre- trying to yeah. You impress the people that are right above you. And then when you get to that point, you impress those people right above you. It, right. That is just literally what it baby is. Baby steps. Baby, it's it's baby worry, steps. Yeah, worry about the audience. That's what I told him. Worry yes. about the audience. Because I was like, if anything, that's going to make a comic turn their head and go, who the fuck is this? When yes. you hear somebody fucking like, damn, what was he? We've all done it. We're like, we're all fucking around in the green room or outside. And you hear somebody get a big pop. Everybody will go, damn, who the fuck is that on stage? Yep. Who the fuck yep. was that? What was that bit? Yep. That's the only way you're going to impress any comics is just being fucking funny and yeah. getting big pops. That's all that but matters. I, but like I told Toy Lloyd, I was just like, I, I understand that it happens because here I am. I'm over 10 years. I was 11 years in at the point at that, at that point. And I'm, I, I made that brain, I made that brain fart. And I tried to impress two comics that I would have told every other comic, dude, just go up there, have fun. It's like, do you really think you're going to impress Michael Che? And Michelle Wolf, it's yeah. just like, no, you're not. It's like they have to, they're at the center every night. They see the best comics in the world. They're not going to yeah, be impressed. They're not impressed. They're not impressed. They're not impressed. But I, I made that mistake, and I and, and I let them know that. I go, hey, we we all do it. But it was it was a cool night, man. Uh, he took me. He brought me back to the uh, to the condo. He ended up coming into the condo for a while. I was like, come on, man, let's hang out. We can talk comedy. I got all my shit packed up for the. For my trip the next day, we watched some TV. I ate some tacos, and I just I just unloaded on him on on Kong comedy. He asked a lot of questions, and I was like, "Hey, this is how you do this. This is what this." And I just kind of I just tried to pay it forward, man. I just tried to pay it forward, and just and my my biggest thing with, with comics is I tell them it's really about being cool more than it is being funny. Being funny does help, but being cool oh, yeah. is the biggest thing. That's be it. cool off cool, stage. Be funny as fuck off stage. Yep, that's all. That's literally all that matters. If that's you're all cool that matters. And you're a good hang, and you're helpful. 
and like every cool opportunity I've gotten is because it's just been fun and I'm not bothering people and you're just having a good time, man. Yeah. And I'll say this. I was, uh, we'll probably talk about this more in a different episode, but, um, you know what? I'll save it. I'll save that. I'll say, I'll just say this though. I won't get specific. If you're working at a club as an MC, when the headliner is up there, uh, doing the meet and greets and shit, that is not your time to sit down and shoot the shit and act cool. You're supposed to be there taking fucking pictures. Yeah. Offering to take pictures, offering to take pictures. Now, every comic is different. Some comics don't really like to chit chat too long. They want to get the line in and out, especially on the first show. You got to get people in and out. So it's your job as an MC, take fucking pictures. And it's your job to notice the pacing of the conversation for uh, the headliner, if you notice, like, oh, of course, they do like to talk a little bit, so I'll let them. I'll let them talk a little while. But if you notice, it's the type of headliner where they're like, they want to get the line moving. It is yeah. your job to keep that line moving, but not be rude to any of their yeah. fans. Hey, we got another show, guys. I know, I know, you want to talk to her, you want to talk to him, but we gotta, we gotta keep it moving. Yeah. We gotta get the room turned over. We gotta do this. We gotta. That's that's your job as an MC. Yeah. Yeah, the taking pictures thing is huge. Yeah. I used to do that all the time, hosting guest spot. Anytime it would be like, hey, like, and it, and the thing is, like, don't wait to be asked. If they're like, right. oh, we want to take a picture, and you see people looking, just be like, hey, I can take the photo for you. Yeah, because it just is like it. It speeds it up. It makes the interaction go faster. The headliner's happy. It's uh, I don't know. It's just be, just making yourself useful and happy, man. Like I was middling with uh, Jamie Lee at the Improv, and when I featured, it was like Liz was on stage and. Jamie Lee was nervous about coming out of the green room, but she wanted something. And I was like, I can go grab that for you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I can go get you. And just that small thing of just being helpful and being a good, not shitty person. <laughs> it's just like, think about what you would want in that situation and do that. Right. Your job as an MC is to make shit as comfortable as possible. I always tell my young friends too, <clears throat> you're the liaison also between like the headliner, whether it's the manager, the sound guy, you're you're their you're, you're their point of contact. If they need anything, if there's anything quirky at the club, it's your job to go back and forth and kind of be a, a go between. Hey, they, they the lights are too high. They want yep. this. They want this song. They yep. need this. And it's dude. It's the little shit. It's the little shit. I don't know if it's like the military yep. thing, but I'm telling you, man, it's the little things that will help you get booked. Like take note of what the headliner drinks. Shit like that. So when yeah. they come in on when they come in Friday, oh hey man, I saw that you got you 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 like Heineken's. I got a couple of Heineken's put into the uh the fridge. Yeah. Oh, you like this? I already I had them bring this for you. Oh, okay, cool. I had them bring waters. I had them do this. Yeah. If 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 the headliner needs it, do you notice they ha- asked for a towel on stage? And a lot and I'll say this: a lot of times, great good managers and good staff, they also take note. In this as well, and they yeah. do that. But yeah. sometimes, sometimes they don't. And I'm not saying they're they're not good managers or staff. But it's also part of your role as an MC to make sure the headliner and the feature have the shit that they need. Yep. So yeah, it's a it's a very important role. Uh, it's the it's the hardest role. Yeah, it is. It sucks, but it's the type of thing where like you learn how to do it. It makes you. Here's the thing: when you're when you're hosting, you just kind of have to accept the fact there's a chance the headliner will be cool. And we'll be whatever, but it's like the features who you should be trying to get to know better. Right. Because the headliner, like, unless you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to annoy the headliner. 
and the feature act just used to do what you were doing and they get it and they're not as far removed from hosting. So they understand, you know what I mean? The whole situation. They're, they're a pretty good connection to have. And it's just like, yeah. And it's also just like, it's just, you know, it makes the hang uh, more, more fun. Uh, Right. uh, And a lot of times too, like there's, there are people who are emceeing who are actually like, they get some feature work. It's just like, you know, especially if you like, when you're working with a great headliner, uh, a lot of times that MC is typically one of the better comics in the scene yes. because the better comics will get the better spots. Yep. Cause there's so a lot of, keep that in mind too. Yeah. For, yeah. There's a lot of people who that there's, there is some big name comics who even at clubs where I'm at the feature level, if they came through and I thought I could just have an opportunity to work with them, I would reach out and ask for hosting work. Yeah. Like, it's just like, and that's just how it works. It's like you put in the work and you get good. Those people get first first choice when it comes to those headliners. Yeah. And they know that you know how to, you know how to conduct yourself in the green room. Yep. They know that you're going to take those pictures. They know that you're going to do all the things right to make this person comfortable. So yep. yeah, yeah, you are an extension of the uh, management to a to a to a degree. It's the, yeah, hosting yeah. is the most like um of the of the gigs in a club. It is the one where you do feel like you're most an employee of that business. Yeah, you really feel like you're working. Yeah, because the manager will put, hey, we need you to do this. We need to yep. hey go up to yeah. It's 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 work. Yep, it's act. We're feature act. It's like you're like I'm an independent contractor. I'm doing my time, sell my shit. Host is it's like you feel like you have to get there early, make sure the green room's set up help like i mean there's times where like i've like checked with wait staff to see if they need anything you know what i mean just trying to make sure like if you see the green room staff stressed out being like okay i'll go to the bar and get this for the for the right. headline you know what I, I mean yeah i've dude i've even turned the room over with some of the staff I've felt in, that before before yeah just to see we'll see what it was like man yeah to see what it's like even from that standpoint this that's a very interesting um just organism in itself man like the wait staff and how they turn the room over yeah and it's just like that whole process of like how they have everything set up it's like a well-oiled machine man like yeah everybody knows their fucking part and what they're doing uh when it comes to turning over that room you got one person taking glasses other people doing silverware other people grabbing um fucking napkins and shit somebody else yeah. is, is is sweeping underneath the yeah. tables uh somebody else is uh is wiping the tables down it's just like a well-oiled machine it, it, i think most people will be pretty impressed if they saw what happened inside the showroom between shows yeah and how quickly it happens how quickly it happens yeah but i, it's, I feel like at the hosting level you're almost just like you and the wait staff are co-workers oh you yeah you are yeah like that's where you are it that's where you feel like I don't know. It's uh, that that I I I think I think we've already said it, but basically you yeah. you are an extension of the club. Like that's you, the one where it's like you feel like more like a because you're local. You probably work there more often than that feature and the headliner works there, and it's like all right, this is what you do. I would I'll tell you this too, man. Like once you really get in good with the staff and they start to ask you to do little shit like that, it's actually yep. to me it's really a sign of like they respect you. Yeah, and, and they you're not know gonna you. Fuck it up. They're not, yep. hey man, could you go back in the cooler and grab me a, a twelve pack of? Yeah, I can grab you some beers. It's yep. not, you know when you know the club that well, when you can help out, yeah, that, you're you're an asset to the club, you know. And to be honest, man, a lot of us ain't gonna make it as comics. Yeah. So for some of us, it's it's really an audition to maybe working at a club one day. Yep, or being a producer, or being like, a producer, or being yeah. a manager, being or, a manager, yeah. exactly. So I mean, it's it's all valuable experience, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a it was a hell of a weekend, man. I, I learned a lot. You know, the drive there and back was 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 smooth. 
Um, you know, I hadn't seen Mark in a while. And uh, it's just, it's cool to have one of those dudes where like we haven't worked together in a while, but we just pick right back up the conversation the best, right back up. Um, and uh, you know, running bits by each other, getting getting updates on shit and getting insider information on, you know, what's going on with big name comics. You know, especially working with somebody like Norman after like all this Joe Rogan uh, yeah. debauchery. You know, he's in with that circle. So like getting the inside information on that, hearing what other comics real opinion on this shit is. It's yeah. really interesting, man. It's eye opening. And uh, honestly, man, you see how a lot of fake a lot of how fake a lot of this shit is. Yeah. And I, I, I will I'll say this because I'm, I'm done pussyfooting and saying wow and and just tiptoeing around shit. A lot of your favorite comics and their podcasts, a lot of this they're saying on their podcast, it's phony. They it's don't believe it. For fucking money, it's to get shit on their Patreon. They, you know, make a couple of points. Next thing you know, you know, you got fucking thousands of dollars flowing into your fucking Patreon yeah. account. So I mean, it's just a lot of comedy ain't what it looks like from the outside, man. It's a lot of a lot of grifting. It's a lot of people saying shit uh, on on camera to 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 get followers and and. To up their numbers, but behind closed doors, they count. They're counting their fucking money. Yeah, and they hate themselves, man. Yeah, and yeah, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm done pussyfooting, buddy. Well, I mean, I always assume that most of what people say on podcasts, they don't. It's weird. There's like some where I'm like, oh, they believe everything they're saying, but there's others right. where I just hear that and you're just like, this is. They're having fun and making money. They're, they're making funny, man. They're, they're but making it, money. But it's also weird, like, being in comedy. I'm just like, I assume that they don't always believe everything they say because it's like, I don't know, comics say shit on stage they don't believe. Like, it's right. all about just getting a reaction and what is funny, even if you don't 100% agree with it. It's like, it's just, what do you, what can you do to get a laugh? Right. And that's that's kind of gone. It's just like, you, you you have to mean what you say Yeah. You know, on, on stage. Now, I mean, it, it's, it's one thing to, to make a couple of jokes on a podcast, but when it's like week after week, you're like hitting home the same points over and over and over yeah. again. It's just like, is it really a joke? Even if you don't believe it, are you gonna start believing this type of shit? Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's why I just want to have fun with our shit, man. Yeah, it's fun, man. We're just talking. We I just like we were talking comedy. We talk about whatever. Yeah, and, man. And so uh, what do, what do you got coming up? Uh, so well, we got. Is, when is this going out? Are you, are you putting this, I'm gonna up put this up today? Yeah, I'm gonna put it up now. Well, we got uh host battle in D.C. Wednesday. Ooh, host battle this Wednesday. Yes, I'll be yep. in D.C. this Friday as well. Eight oh eight. Ooh, very are you nice. are you in town this weekend? I'm at Sand. I was gonna say I'm at Sandman Thursday through Saturday, featuring for Mary Lynn uh, Rashcub. I don't really know how to say her last name. Nice. The lady from Twenty Four, and is uh, Gail the Snail on? Uh, it's always sunny. She has a thing in her contract where the feature can't be promoted on the uh, on the on the website, <laughs> like on the flyer, because Sandman usually puts the feature on the Why? on the. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's some it's it's something that's interesting. I don't really know. Apparently, a lot more headliners have it in their contracts than you would expect, because uh, and it doesn't usually come up often because a lot of times outside of the improv and Sandman, I don't really know a ton of clubs that promote so and so with the feature. But it's just something where it's like I guess some of them in their contracts to just get more uh, views or whatever. So, I mean, to be honest, I don't know who the fuck she is, anyways. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, she's. I mean, it's something where like uh, she's someone that where I've told some people and they're like, "Oh my god, that's crazy! That's really cool! She's done this, this, and this." And then some people oh, have a more similar similar reaction to you. I knew who she was. I haven't really seen her stand up before. I knew her I'm more as an actress. Sure it's not great. Fuck it. I'm gonna well, be. Honest. I'm pretty sure it sucks. We'll see. I will. Yeah. I'll have a review of it after this weekend. Yeah, if you're on uh, 24, you're not a fucking comic. Come on, get out of here. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm. I, I'm. I'm curious. I've had some people say that they love her and think she's fucking hilarious. Uh, and then other people who've just been like you, which is like, the fuck is this? So I, you know what? I can't even. I'm, I'm mad because it's, the thing is, I don't even need to be on the flyer. But the fact they're like, you can't be on the flyer. I'm like, fuck. I know you, you suck. Well, just I, I think I was more like the p- people making the flyer asked for all this information for me and asked for pictures. And as soon as I sent it, they're like, oh wait, never mind. And I was like. I'm fine not being on it, but I didn't like yeah, that I had to send you stuff. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with not being on it. This is what's fucked up. I'm fine with not being on it. Don't tell me I can't be on it. Yeah. I would, no, yeah. That's a that's a dick dick thing, but uh, I don't... Uh, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. I, but it's yeah. also weird because there's a lot of people who in their contracts say no one's allowed in the green room, and then... Like, it's almost just in the contract so that the day of the show they can make that decision. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? True. Which is so, which is so interesting. So, uh, I've I've heard from some people she's pretty cool. I haven't heard any negative stuff. I just thought that was funny. The uh, they the sending all that information. Like, I don't want them on the flyer with me. It's like I don't even fucking know who you are. <laughs> all right, you know, want my picture next to yours? Fuck you. But yeah, I got that. I got some stuff I'm, coming yeah. up in DC. We got host battle. We have host battle Wednesday, and then you and I in a couple weeks Ooh, have yes. host battle at Stanton. Yes. Uh, where I'm going to bring some DC people who I'm going to, I'm going to ask, I'll be asking people tonight actually at the show. I'm excited. Uh, and, it, and it'll be fun. And then we also will be at the saloon April 27th. So we've got four host battles over the next two months. Oh shit. We got April 27th. I don't even think I put that on my calendar yet, buddy. Yep. 420, 427. It's going to be fun. All right. I'll, I'll put that in there now. Well, this has been a great episode, everybody. Yes. We'll, we'll see you guys uh, next, next week. week. And uh, make sure you guys follow us on social media at Chris Allen Comedy. And at Winston H. Comedy. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. We out. Peace.